2: Tech Talk underway on the first Saturday in November already. Hard to believe. Time flies. Uh, We have had a little rain. It looks like it's going to be a rainy week coming up. So uh, certainly good news. More rain on the way. It's been very dry here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Great day to work (laughs) on your computer, get some things done. And if you have a question or a concern, hardware, software, whatever, Feel free to call or text our program, and the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line is always open for you. And the number is 651-461-9226. If you text, you'll get right into the studio, and if you call, you'll visit with producer Carrie Clatt. And it's Carrie's final day at CCO today. She's moving over to Twin Cities Live and we wish uh, Carrie well in her future endeavors. Just a, a great, great person and has been a lot of fun to work with. So there you go. Six five one four six one nine two two six, the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Doug, I wanted to open the show today and talk social media. There's been a lot of news about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and some of the changes he's making and his vision for a company that he has taken private and owns now. But, but we have talked about this, particularly when it comes to Facebook, but uh, it's true with TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or any of these other social media accounts. We, we can't lose sight of one thing. They are businesses. They are there to make money. And the way they make money is ultimately your life, your information, your photos, your text, your interaction with others. You are their content. You You are what they're selling. And I, and I think it's a good time to remind it right out of the show. And this isn't an editorial comment. It's a fact.
3: Yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. This is, um, I would like to see us have an option, maybe Twitter and Facebook and all these big guys. Okay. Here you can pay us $4 a month and we we will give you all the privacy you're looking for. I would love that. We kind of have done this to ourselves because you know, we love free. Well, there's always a cost. The reality is there's nothing in life that's free, but the, the gathering of our personal data and the creation of profiles, I'm, I'm a little concerned with this. I would rather see us pay a little bit per month and maybe be a little bit more conservative and our internet's gonna run better. Uh, any given connection, there's gonna be, you go, say for example, I go to amazon.com. Before I ever hit Amazon, the site, I'm actually connecting to sometimes 25, 30 different routers and whatnot. I don't even know where it's going. I don't know what it's taking. I have no idea. And that, to me, is mind-boggling. Yeah. And, and some of the professionals, the high-up guys that are way above my pay grade, they're talking in terms, if we could put that completely to rest, just get rid of all of it, we would save, like, 70% on our Internet costs. Well, so how much are we really getting for free? Nothing.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it's one thing to go to a site like Amazon or Target.com or Best com or wherever you shop. It, it, it's one thing in that, that financial transaction. But purely social media and what you're saying. Like I say, I, I was involved in Facebook for a short period of time and was like, whoa, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not exactly sure about this. And and I was never really comfortable with it. Now, I've been very active on Twitter. Um, I've I pulled back. But here's the thing I like about Twitter is it kind of reminds me of the old AP wire. Exactly. Um, I don't follow everyone. When I got started in the business, the Associated Press had a wire. And in every radio station or newspaper or television station in the country, they had AP or UPI, United Press International, and uh-huh. it was a teletype, and they would send out stories. It was the weather, it was sports, it was news, it was breaking news, and it would come over the teletype. And when I first started in radio a long, long time ago, one of the things you needed to do was rip the wire. You would tear it down, sort the stories, and put them up on the wall. And I, what what I like about Twitter. There, there's some things I don't like about Twitter, but what I do like is I can follow people I know and trust who are out in the field, particularly in the media or the sports media. And and then there's other entities that I follow on Twitter that post information. So it, it it's handy for me you to keep it. an eye. But But what I share on Twitter, I've scaled way, way back. And I'm thinking about probably just not doing it anymore and using it for what I need it for, follow certain groups, and call it a day because of the direction and some of the feedback you get and some of the vile things that people will send in return. Oh, yes. you know, uh, bad language, hate speech, all of that sort of stuff don't need it. Uh, the service itself of, of being able to get information from people and other sources that I trust, it's invaluable. But beyond that, I'm getting a little worried about the direction.
3: Yeah, we got to be, all of us need to be a little bit more worried. Now, the thing with Twitter and LinkedIn, that's more of a, I think, a upper echelon social media that you have some control over. But my problem with Facebook is I haven't been on Facebook for well over 20 years, yet somehow, magically, I have like six or seven accounts. If somebody searches for you, and you don't, they don't happen to recognize your particular name or whatever. you They'll just add the account. So when they go out to sell to their advertiser, just look at all the people we have. I don't know if that's actually real. And it, yeah. it's just kind of disturbing that we just have no control over what we can allow certain websites to distribute information about us. Just, it's just bothersome. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. We should have more reports and they should be clearer and cleaner. And it should be more on our choice. Now, the flip side is, if you want to opt out, you're probably going to have to pay something per month.
2: Yeah, one other that's come up is TikTok, and very popular. Uh, My daughter, my wife, my other daughter love watching TikTok videos, but they're in a hot water. It was a company that uh, was was founded in China, and there's still a lot of concern about uh, the content, what's being done with the content. How are they monitoring people? What exactly is going on with TikTok? Really not much of a view user. They will show me a video from time to time and say, hey, check this out. And it is entertaining. It is very addictive. But I, I just wanted to make that point up front that you are what they're selling on these social media sites. You Indeed. and the content you produce. You know, keep keep that in mind. And if you want to take a step back uh, or, or be leery of that uh, – Probably a good idea.
3: Oh, I, I agree. I you know we are the product. We truly are. We are what they are selling. We are their profit structure. And I'm just um, I'm not comfortable with it. And TikTok TikTok seems to just pendulum from one extreme to the other. And I know for certain that they treat Chinese citizens different than the rest of the countries. I, I've seen rumblings about this, but there are so much of this going. Well, you got Reddit and. Just they're everywhere. Social media is absolutely huge, and I can't help it. See, every time I think about this, I go, "Okay, well, if I've been on the internet for forty years, don't you think they have, they know everything there is about me to know already?" Let let let's let it go here. Let's uh, <laughs> let let's move on.
2: Yeah, um, and potential changes coming to uh, Twitter. I think a lot of people are in wait and see mode that uh, he could charge a fee. Once again, it's a business. And he has to operate the business as he sees fit. And uh, once again, we all choose whether or not we want to participate in it. Exactly. Um, I'm not all that bent out of shape about it. He bought it. It's his business. But I also don't have to be a part of it either. So no. there, there's that. It, I have a it, feeling it's, it's, it's free speech both ways.
3: Exactly. I have a feeling that he's going to run a really clean show. And I think that people automatically get upset when they have, have had something for free for a long time and, well, now we're going to charge. It isn't always about greed. Sometimes there's a trade-off. And I, I got a feeling that Elon Musk is going to come out and, and do a little bit better job explaining, well, this is what we're going to save by billing you, and here's what we're going to bill you. There's really not a lot of profit. There's a little bit because we've got to stay in business. But here's the reality of what it's going to save you in the end. Yeah. And I think if the, if the consumer is, con, is actually gets educated towards this, I think that a lot of people would just as soon pay. And if I'm not paying, then you have no right to my information. I, I really agree with this.
2: Yeah. And, and one other thought on all of this, and, and Twitter's in the news right now. If Elon Musk and, you know, charging eight bucks and says, for your $8 a month, this is what you get you get control. And if I'm able to follow, wcco radio the other hosts at WCCO, and other people I know in and out of the business, uh, teams that I follow, uh, things that I need in in my day in day out work, um, I'm fine with that. Um, you, you don't run it for free. Uh, ad revenue is fine, but if if I'm able to control what what kind of stuff i'm i'm getting uh back what kind of feedback i'm I, I don't need some of this stuff that that people are reacting to a tweet i don't want that i'm willing right. to pay to filter that out exactly it, it's, it's kind of like spam in my email now you know uh, gmail um i pay gmail for extra storage so i am paying google uh some money not a ton of money but i am paying him and i feel like in that exchange, I get a little bit more control over what I see and do. I think it's a fair give and take. Um, you want something for free? Uh, the, you're not on planet. planet. Yeah. All of a sudden, you become a customer yeah. and you're paying Twitter. Then your expectations can go up a little more, and I think that's a fair trade-off and all of oh, this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, but
3: yeah, but when you opt out of a site. You shouldn't be getting notices from me. I still get yeah. notices, Facebook and LinkedIn and and all that. I um and I think too that part of this hype that that Twitter is happening. You know, when he went in, he cut half the staff. Well, these people are all internet oriented. You think they didn't get in and start slamming Twitter and slamming Elon well, uh, yeah. Musk? Well, that creates this buzz, and so it's a part of that is was the was the massive cutback on expense in his attempt to. Let's get costs lower before we have to actually sit down and charge and build something. Well, I think in the end, it's going to work out good.
2: Well, here, here's the thing though. And you know, he's a billionaire, bought a company, so on and so forth. His definition of free speech what the constitutional definition of free street speech, what, with the legal definition of free speech, what free speech means to each of us, mm-hmm. you know, is another thing. And, and, I think as a society we need to sort that out. Does free speech, uh, in the case of social media, include hate speech oh, or yes. lies? That that's the thing, especially untruths. Yeah, yeah, you know when 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 people are out there blatantly telling lies or spreading disinformation, I, I don't think that's called free speech anymore. But but who who arbitrates that? Who's the decision maker? I, th- I think we have a lot of work to do as a society uh, it, to sort out what indeed is free speech and then what crosses the line and becomes hate speech and flat-out disinformation or lies. Um, they're, they're not all the same thing. Free speech doesn't include hate speech and disinformation and lies. So, I agree. <laughs> The, the, there's a lot he I think he he bit off a lot with the purchase of twitter we'll see how it plays out we've got a break we'll come back. we promise all your calls and texts on the city's one plumbing talk and text line uh here at news talk e three o w c c o tech talk Doug Swindeharart in the studio and the show is all about your calls and texts. On the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And let's get started uh, here on the program. Um, some Internet sites allow you to sign in using Facebook or Google. Whoa. Is that safe? We have talked about it before. Probably not a good idea. No, I disagree with that 100%. Uh,
3: And here's the thing. If you've ever, and I'm not a lawyer, but if you've read some of these agreements and they'll say, well, you're giving us permission to do this, 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 and our partners. Oh, my. And here's the really bad part about this. Let's suppose that somebody is just using their Google to sign on to everything. They sign on to Facebook with their Google account. They sign on to LinkedIn and Twitter and all of the social media, their banks, everything. And then all of a sudden, they lose that password. They don't have any access to the rest of them either. I mean, this can turn into a big biz bag, and I think it should be completely – I don't think it should be able to do it at all. You go to a website, and you log in, and you create a user account. That should require a separate credential settings. And I know it's difficult to keep track of them, but there's plenty of tools out there that will make it easier, and many, many free tools um, key pass pass key and of course then the commercials last pass would be my favorite commercial one but it's um there's just no reason for it i just encourage people to stay away from that avoid it like the plague
2: yeah and there there's no doubt through my work email and there's one one caveat to this and i do want to get your thoughts on this their work have a google account Uh, it's, it's a a work Gmail. I keep my work stuff on there as I should. Uh, I, I work for a printing company during the week. And to that, we have a couple other, we have, uh, a PTO tracking site that, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we put in for days off and then it it gets approved. Now to that, they want us to link that through our work. Google account, of course. this, this second-party software. So in, in that case, there are a couple of exceptions where it's kind of like, oh, I need to take a day off next week to go to the state volleyball tournament. I'm going to take a half a day. That's how I do it, and I log in that way. But I, I think for personal use, not a good idea. Have a separate login, separate password.
3: Absolutely. and these, yeah. And some of these companies that are creating businesses, like the one that you're talking about... I got an outside business that I'm sh- giving information to that deals with my work and my time off. That should be done in house in my opinion. It shouldn't be a third party. And if it is a third party, now they've got to take some responsibility for your side of the security of your network as well. Yeah, and I they and have I lot think of they do. Information there.
2: But but the instructions are from work, because it's kind of like, you know, when, when you're in your work email account, you want to take time off, you go over and you log into this particular site. It, and it's, I, I'm not going to put the name out there, but it's a, it's a well-respected uh, site that does that kind of thing, tracking time off, et cetera. Uh, but, but it works out real well. But I think on the personal side, uh, generally not a good idea. Keep, keep those accounts separate. I agree. In, I couldn't agree months. more. Uh, here's a really good one. We're coming up on Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays, uh, Hanukkah, et cetera. People will be visiting. Uh, when guests come for the holidays and use your wifi, uh, should they have a private guest password? Uh, how, how should you set that up or, or aren't you too concerned about that?
3: Well, you know, nearly every
2: router today, and I
3: know for sure that Comcast Xfinity, and, um, and of course, uh, CenturyLink and all the big ones, um, Verizon, T-Mobile, all of them, their routers slash modems, whatever you want to call them, they all are set up to do a guest network. And you really, it's just good business. It's just good practice to not have everybody have, willy-nilly have access to your entire local area network. I, I, I would agree with that. I think that they really should have. And it's pretty simple to set up. Now, one of the big mistakes that people make setting up this guest account is they use the same password as they did for their private account. that's something you gotta pay attention to. It could be the same password with plus guest or something, but it should be different. But I really think that that's a necessary item. It just makes sense. It's just good practice. Uh, And it's not that difficult. Take a little time to learn about your router and the configuration and the settings. And they set up both identical ones private Internal, one's a guest internal. It just works out really well. I think people should pay attention to this.
2: All right. Uh, great text. We haven't had that one in the past. Uh, Tech Talk well underway. Doug Swinhart is in here on the program. You can join us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh, the number is 651-461-9226, 651 461 Nine two two six. We'll have the weather and more Tech Talk coming up here on News Talk. 830 O W C C O. Tech Talk and the City's one plumbing talk and text line a big part of the proceedings. The number is six five one four six one nine two two six. 9226 we talked a little social media early in the program. Our words of wisdom, beware, uh out, out there. Um and I and I think most people have gotten that message when it comes to social media. And, by the way, we have a number of texts lined up. We'll get into that momentarily. But first, to the phone lines. Don, you're on the air with Doug. Yeah. Hello.
0: Hello. Hey, uh, oh, Don, what's up? Uh, I got a Windows system here. Uh, I discovered that uh, my clock was off. I reset it and set it to the Internet clock. Uh, but ever since uh i'm getting certificate errors on all my browsers uh and they really stack up into the uh hundreds so i uh i i have to uh, uh abort the machine and reset it uh my browsers are basically unusable and yeah you've got uh, some serious, serious resetting to do i've uh, i've been in this in the
3: past You've got some serious resetting to do, and this can actually happen. If you shut your computer off and it doesn't keep your time, you need to put in a new coin cell battery so it maintains the time. Everything on the Internet is to the second. In addition to that, if you happen to have a motherboard going bad, you might not get any errors, but if that clock is continuously changing, that's an indication where you might need some hardware work as well. Once you get that straightened out, then you need to clear all the cache and the temporary files and cookies and start fresh on every browser. And that should take care of it. If you need help with that, give me a call next week, and we'll get set up, and we'll get that handled for you. All
2: right, very good. Thanks for the call, Don. Uh, Speaking of uh, cleaning up browsers, cache, history, all of that. Is it a browser-by-browser browser function, or do you, is there another program where you can have it do a clean sweep of all your browsers?
3: Well, you know, we promote this uh, pervasor quite, quite frequently, and yep. that actually does a nice job, but that you can actually set up to so it like for cookies. You know, people say, do I have to have cookies? Well, you don't, but here's the thing. There's a lot of cookies that are good. A lot of cookies are bad. And Pervasor has this thing that says smart cookies, and you can actually go in and allocate what you want per browser. And that's really a plus. But, yeah, it's, uh, it can be daunting if you don't keep up with it. And I'm guilty of that, too. I'll let stuff go. But as soon as the browser is not working properly, I start going into the settings and see if I can clear the cache and, and just get rid. Re- now, if you're one of these people that just type in a portion of the web address and it just pops up automatically, that's probably going to be gone when you're done cleaning house. So be aware of that. But there's a lot of things that go into this. And it makes sense to make sure that your your temporary files, sometimes it's even outside the browsers, your temp files and your host files. And pervasor takes care of just an enormous amount of these things for folks. I I couldn't recommend it any higher. I think it's the the C cleaner of the past, it truly is, except it does so much better job with Windows 10 and 11. And it'll even clean eight, so it's a a good product.
2: All right, and I, I want people to grab a piece of paper, in a pen, I'm going to spell it out right now uh, and and save everybody a little pain. Uh, the program Doug's talking about, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. And we'll do that one more time before the end of the program. We'll throw that out there. And it's uh, just a dot
3: .com. The name of the software, dot .com, you're good to go. All
2: right. So... So there you go. It is it is a good program. Uh, speaking of stuff like that, uh, from the city's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, uh, th- this is a pretty good one. Uh, if you're using Pervazor, is it necessary to keep advanced system care?
3: Oh, no. I, I quit using advanced system care several years ago. Okay. This, this started out to be a really – and it's still – it's better than it was when it, they first sold it. But once a software package is – developed and it starts getting bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold each time there's new ownership yeah they want to see some profit they want to get some return on their investment and with advanced system care this is pretty common in this business they just got out of hand i you people are getting 30 40 notices a day just willing to, i mean you couldn't get any work done well then it comes time to where now you're more of a spam thing and and the thing is is if you did buy it and you paid it it didn't stop. It kept right on going, they had more products to sell you. Well, there's gotta be some, some happy medium here. Yeah, I understand these people need to make money and I get it, but to automate that heavy, and there's been many companies that have been guilty of this, but you gotta have the wherewithal to say, how long is this gonna be sustainable? Are we gonna be making people angry? Because people get angry, they'll just take it off. We're done. Uh, so and I'm glad to see that Pervasor's never done that and SeaCleaner never did that until it was sold. But it's, um, that's really a, a thing in the industry I think needs to be looked at by the people who are promoting. And hopefully they'll get it before they go out of business. But, no, advanced system care, you really don't need it anymore. Razor just does a much, much better job. And the last several versions, you can actually even schedule it. Do so you want to do it once a week or once every three weeks or once a month. Just lovely program.
2: Yeah, and, Doug, a couple of texts from what we got into about social media and Generally, these companies were built on on us and what we post, that we are the product. And I think this is a good one. Um, the second we start paying for Twitter, Twitter becomes the product. By default, this would mean we are no longer the product. And th- that gets to a point, and I want to follow up on that again, where if you start paying for something, then by design, you get more control on what you come in, what you see, what people can react to. Um, I, I, I guess I'm not not opposed to uh, having to pay a few bucks. $8 a month uh, seems reasonable. And another text along those lines, and, and we certainly appreciate your feedback. Right now our data pays the bills for social media. I like Elon's approach. Um, I do too. You know, start charging a few bucks give people some more control on, on what they see and what people can react to, uh, maybe people will be happy with it. But like I say, uh, he's grabbed a tiger by the tail. Oh, he's uh, Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, um, and I, hope that, and I hope that he
3: takes a step also to say, well, now for charging people, we have no choice. We owe them support. Yep,
2: yeah, exactly. And And I think this gets back to another thing you brought up. And I was thinking about it uh leading up to the weather, and I think this is a good one on the follow up on the social media and I think people would be more comfortable with it when they get tired of it or want to move on um, if you 're paying is, is there a feature where it's like, yeah the company will will have some sort of guarantee you know uh you're, you're paying us eight dollars a month, you want to get out uh we're, we're going we're, gonna we're, we're, we're going to nuke're uh, we're going to Make your data, make your posts disappear. We're gonna uh, do it with
3: respect. Exactly.
2: Right. Yeah, I- exactly. So may- maybe there is a way forward in all of this. Uh, here's another good one from our text line before we break. Uh, in a rural area, uh, apparently uh, fiber is coming into the area. Uh, okay. Should I stay with the copper wire or is uh, fiber the way to go?
3: You can't get out
2: of fiber fast enough.
3: Like, you know, there's just no, no way. That's a no-brainer right there. Fiber optics, it's going to fly. It's going to just absolutely fly. It's the way to go.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and like I say, uh, towns and, and settlements and people in rural areas, there are options. Speaking of Elon Musk, uh, Starlink, a low-level satellite network that will bring Internet, uh, there, there's no doubt it will cause something. Uh, they want five 600 bucks for equipment. It's about $100 now. might be available in your area. You can go to the website and check that out. Could be a good option if you live or have a cabin and want Internet or want to be able to get work done or, or stream video or whatever. We'll
3: and, you be- know, Steve, there's some other rumors floating around. I don't know if this is true, but I'm, I'm hearing rumblings that, you know, CenturyLink came in and they were going to expand their fiber optics throughout the Twin City metro area and suburbs. And due to finances and that kind of thing, they slowed that down. The rumor has it that Google's going to come in and team up and partner with them. Oh boy!
2: Yeah, should uh, get good then. Yeah, for for sure, Uh, because there is a ton of competition, as we've talked about. Five Five G service provided by the cellular companies T Mobile, AT and T, Verizon are are the biggies. T Mobile's done the most advertising, from what I've seen, about their Five G home internet. Where you get an appliance about the size of a coffee pot, plug it in somewhere, it brings in the 5G signal, turns it into a Wi Fi network in your home about 50 bucks a month, and that's going gangbusters. So there's a ton of competition in this space, and that is a good thing. When we come back, we're going to ask Doug about something called Start Mail. Is it better than Yahoo or Gmail? We'll get into that in a moment. Start Mail. Doug, get ready. Uh, okay.
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Tech Talk with Doug, final segment of the program, all the news at 3 and then Stephen Clark from Kennedy Space Center. Are we going to see that big NASA rocket Artemis 1 launch? We, we could very shortly. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, quick follow-up on what we got into about fiber and copper. Mm-hmm. And, and what the person wanted to know, is, is fiber more reliable than copper from, from that standpoint?
3: Well, I think they're both about the same. You're going to have, you know, internet service providers are going to guarantee 99.99% uptime. They, or they can't be competitive. I don't think you're going to see much difference there because okay. uptime is crucial to all of them. But the actual speed and the consistency, I think fiber is the only way to go. If you can get a fiber optic, you are rocking and rolling.
2: Yeah, that that is a very good deal indeed. Um, let's get back to that thing I talked about before the break. Uh, maybe you have Gmail or Yahoo or or some sort of other uh email provider. What about Start Mail?
3: You know, I'm just uh, I was a little surprised that you brought that up. I've heard rumblings about it, but I haven't really looked at it. And it's a lot like Proton Mail. I think if you're looking for a secure mail, Proton Mail is probably the the way to go. They have the most secure. I haven't had a chance to really play with Start Mail. These are going to be paid services, and I believe you're going to see them popping up more and more as time goes on. It's um, it's a good thing. I really think it's a good deal. I think that people should have a at least one secure email or know how to use PGP within Gmail or Yahoo or any of the other big ones. Now, keep in mind, Gmail is free. So, yes, they're not digging through your emails, but... They are kind of keeping track of what you're doing and where you're going and if you're emailing businesses they're kind of kind of keep an eye on the commercial side of things where proton Mail is one hundred percent secure end to end. I cannot say that for start mail yet, but I have to believe that that's the direction they're going. both of them are coming from the Netherlands, I believe, which is kind of cool, even though Proton CEO I think is Andy yen and people always think that's Chinese company I don't believe it is.
2: Well, he just happens to be the CEO. What I was able to read about it during the break real quickly, it looks like it's an intermediary that yes. you, you have your email and then they're, they're kind of a firewall or a barrier. So when you reach out and, and buy something or, or reach out to someone or are selling something, whatever, that it, it, it's a bit of a buffer between the outside world and ultimately your email account. But you know, it all gets back to one thing. Um, when you start paying for something versus getting something for free, your expectations as a consumer well, they're can certainly change. That's Absolutely.
3: Sure. And the thing is, people are going to look at this, and they're going to look at proton mail and say, well, if I'm going to pay for it, I might as well have the most secure one. However, proton mail has been around a while now. They're banned in Russia. They're banned in China. And so there are certain places where, well, of course, if they want your information, they're going to have it. If they can't get it, you're banned. Um, but it's uh, it's well worth looking into this. I think this is a, a good direction. I think we're going to see email taking this this turn real soon. I, I think it's a coming
2: thing. All right, Doug, uh, we've we pretty much got to uh, run. We apologize to all the folks that we didn't get to today, uh, all the texts, a lot of good ones. We will be back next week between 2 and 3 o'clock and, and dig into this. And and I think we we've got a theme now with this idea where – people's expectations you want me to pay for instance if google came to me and said hey uh we we want you to pay a few bucks for gmail i certainly would do it but what do i get in return for my for my five dollars a month or eight dollars a month or whatever or elon musk when it comes to twitter what am i going to get exactly in in return ultimately doug by the way your phone number and email
3: oh thank you uh 651-552-9543 and, of course, admin at wccotech.com, A-D-M-I-N, at wccotec dot 651 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend.
2: Yeah, have a good uh, weekend. Have a good week. We'll do it again next Saturday. It is Tech Talk with Doug. By the way, it's free here on News Talk, <laughs> E-3-O-W-C-C-O.